Welcome to the NC-17 Sports Podcast. This is where two lifelong friends get together to discuss and argue sports, their lifelong passion. They don't always agree, and when that happens, it's raw and unfiltered. Here are your co-hosts, Amar and Haas. I'm not a preacher's son that will recycle Bible quotes until Jesus come back eventually. Hey, 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 NC-17 Sports Nation, what up? This podcast, Intro Music, is brought to you by the very talented Mike Live of two-time Carolinas, North Carolina and South Carolina, hip-hop group of the year, FTO, or Free the Optimist. This is his new single, My Mentality Is, and this was released about two weeks ago, fresh off the press. Mike will be dropping his new album in the very near future, but to listen to his other works, especially with FTO, look him up and FTO on all media outlets, including SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Free the Optimist or www.ftolife.com. Check him out. And while you're at it, give Mike Live a listen too on YouTube. Look for his song, My Mentality Is. Enjoy. Yo, 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 this is Haas. This is Amber. What's going on? Not much, man, not much. How are things? Well, there's a lot going on. Best time of year, isn't it? Oh, hell yeah. It's my favorite time of year. Why is that? Well, you got the NBA playoffs. You got the NHL playoffs. You got baseball every day. Uh, what do you got? You got the draft right around the corner. Um, what else? What else you got? We got, we got so much going on, man. I love it. I love it. It's great. And the first round of the playoffs in the NBA, man, they've been just absolutely great to watch. Um, just love seeing the, you know, Pacers beat up on Cleveland the other day on game one. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Talk about an ass whipping. Yeah, I know. LeBron, though, I mean, you know, he had a perfect answer. He's like, man, I, you know, I've been down 0-1. Why are you asking? I've been down, you know, 3-1. In, in the championship game and ended up winning the championship. Don't ask me about what uh, what I'm yeah. gonna, how I feel about down yeah. 01. Yeah, but the poor guy played the, the whole game, right? He played he played the full game. Yeah, he played pretty much the full full game. Yeah, the problem okay. was, got, and the team sucks, bro. This team sucks. There's nobody on this fucking team. Yeah, There's nobody on it. <laughs> I, I know, you know the way I, he's been carrying that team on his shoulders all by himself, and you know losing Kyrie. And, you know, but the thing is, losing Kyrie ain't no big deal because Kyrie played half the games anyway. He's always injured. No, but he was a second shooter, though. He was a guy that you could rely on. He could take oh. some time off, take a blow, and go to the bench for a few minutes, and, you know, they, they could still score points. But when he's not on the floor, the team cannot score. Yeah, they can. And when Kyle Culver is one of your best shooters, I mean, and he is a great shooter. He's a lethal shooter, actually. But, you know, he's, he's he comes up. Yeah, when, he's on fire, yeah. He's on fire, and Kevin Love. I mean, he's been—he's pretty erratic, though. But you know, yeah, him too, man. Uh, I don't call him a superstar. He's just a good player. That's it. He's he good. is a very good player. Um, he's not an anchor. He's not a, a, a superstar. Uh, I don't look at him that way. He's not that great. Well, put him on a team by himself without a LeBron or without a Kyrie. Then yeah, he can carry the team, and he has—he has done it in Minnesota. Not. Dude. 
and lose, yeah. But you know, he's he has That's done it. Point. Um, but he's a good second fiddle or even a third fiddle like he was when Kyrie was there too. Um, but you know, the way I look at it is I, I felt that Indiana, Indiana came out, of, did not come out of nowhere. You know, the, they played great defense. They got good shooters. Oladipo, Victor Oladipo. What a, I mean, you know, what a player. The guy, he was in Orlando and then with Oklahoma City, uh, with the Thunder. So why, why did those teams give up on the guy? Well, I mean, you know, when you're in Oklahoma City, you have Russell Westbrook, you have, um, you know, the surrounding cast. You like all they gave up on Harden, you know. Harden went into Houston. That was a big mistake. Yeah, that was a. Well, you had Harden, you had Durant, and you had Westbrook. You know, keeping all those guys on one team and paying them—that's just not feasible in, in sense of business or anything like that. And they would have been hit uh, a lot hard with the salary cap. So, you know, the way I look at it is, you have to. Best bang for the buck. Um, Harden was going to, you know, the way he was playing and his demand, he would have gotten paid somewhere else. He would have got paid a lot more than Oklahoma City can offer him. Um, and that's why he flew the coop. And now Oladipo, uh, Serge Ibaka, another one who's up in Toronto. Speaking of Toronto, 2-0 and now. Yeah, how about that, Haas, huh? 2-0. Yeah, 2-0, 2-0. I, uh, you know, but I'll tell you, uh, what's his name, Kyle Lowry? 11 points in the first game. Um, I'm not sure. Let me just look up how much he had in the second game. But, you know, from what I gather, he just, he's not a, he doesn't contribute. He really doesn't. He no, just disappears. Him and, him and the other guy, uh, DeRozan. DeRozan. DeRozan's been yeah. doing pretty well. He has been. He's been carrying the team. Um, but Kyle Lowry had 13 points in the game two. 11 points. In the first game, 13 points in the second game. So, you know, like I said in our first podcast, this guy's a choke artist. You know, he can do whatever he wants to do in the regular <laughs> season, but when it comes to the playoffs, you know, he just disappears. He'll have another game or two where he'll, you know, go off because he started shooting like two hours before the game started, got warmed up, and, you know, I'm ready to go. But for the most part, he's so erratic, you know, he just does not really uh, – a factor in the playoffs. Well, they, they, they held home court, so let, let's see what happens now when they go to Washington. How about the Sixers, man? How about them Sixers? Yeah, the Sixers uh, were pretty hot coming into the the playoffs, and uh, they won sixteen it? in a row. Yeah, yeah, they won sixteen in a row, but they were they lost last night, right? They, they ended up losing last night. Yep, yeah. um, but you know. Uh, they played, uh, I thought towards the end of the game, uh, I thought they would come back and, and end up taking, go to overtime and take the game because of the runs they were making. But, you know, without Joel Embiid in there, I know they won the first game without Joel Embiid, um, and they won it handily. But without Joel Embiid in there, I believe that, um, these guys are, they'll still win. I think they, they're good enough to beat the Heat, but if they go into the next round, they would play Cleveland. They'll need Joel Embiid. They will. So why aren't they playing the guy? I mean, the guy wants to play. Embiid. Yeah, play. I, I think they're being careful with him. Um, and I, I don't know if you know this. He's injury prone. He's one of the all injury prone players. Um, and you know, what's happened with him in the past is they've kept him out of games. They've, you know, uh, just so they can restrict his minutes and everything, kind of like pitching. That's our little buzzer telling us that we need to move on from this subject. But, um, 
<laughs> you know, with Joel Embiid, because of his health, because of his health issues from before, um, the coaches, the staff, the training staff, they've limited his minutes. It's similar to pitch counts in baseball where, you know, certain pitchers. Like, yeah, I understand that baby. I'm like they used to baby uh, Steven Strasburg. I mean, they had it during the playoffs, and they held the guy out. They didn't want yeah. to pitch, to protect his arm, and next year he still blew his arm out. Longevity is what they look for, and you know, again, if you're injury prone, you're going to be injury prone. You know, it's going to happen to you. You just have the bad luck. You got to play. Yeah, you got to play. I agree. There's no so, to this. You can't protect anything. Just play. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Yep. Let's go to your favorite favorite uh, playoffs going on right now. Is the NHL playoffs? How about those Capitals? I mean, they started out zero and two. They finally won one tonight, right? They won it last night. Actually. Last night, actually, uh, sorry. Double overtime. Right. So it wasn't easy. I mean, Columbus Blue Jackets have given them a, a great fight. They're a really good team. They're big, tall, strong on the puck, a tremendous speed. And the Capitals are just being the Capitals. You cannot trust them. It's been year after year after year. I think this is like six, seven years already that they've had a great team, and they just cannot do it when it comes to the playoffs. They can't do it. And yeah. Of, and they and you know on the play on the on the power plays, they always try to feed Ovechkin every single time, and the other teams know that too by now. They know it already where the puck is going. They, you know they know he's sitting there at the wing, you know, on the right side of the goalie, and he's going to hit a one timer in. But uh, what's this with Washington being choke artists? I mean, I know the you you got the guy running the entire nation as a choke artist, but what about <laughs> Washington as in the Nationals and the uh, uh, capitals. I mean, well, they're I guess, great. I guess, I guess it's that grit factor. The grit factor. Well, what do championship teams have? They have that grit, right? They yeah. have that that uh, that thing that you cannot uh, quantify. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know. It's the that shoot grit, spa. getting getting dirty or getting grit or you know grinding uh, it out. You know, yeah. not giving up, hundred uh, percent, pedal to the metal the whole sixty minutes. Hard hat mentality, you know. Remember those, remember those teams of the uh, late '90s, the Yankees that were, you know, doing so well. They had guys that were superstars. You had, you know, guys like Derek Jeter on the team, and um, you had, I mean, Mattingly was one guy that I really loved, and he had, and ended up, he's a hard hat guy. He ended up uh, leaving um, in '95 after the '95 season in '96. Derek Jeter comes in and they win the you know championship, the World Series. Um, but those teams had a good mix of you know um, stars and hard hat, grit kind of guys like Paul O'Neill, Scott Brocious, those two guys. I mean, Posada, my I, I like Posada. I think he's a hard hatter. I mean, I know how much how much you love that guy. No, no, no. I mean, he was he was a solid catcher. I'm not. I don't have anything bad about him to, to, to say, but. Uh, you know, it's, and it's not the coaching either. They've had uh, uh, this is the second coach in this tenure in the run that they've had for the past six years. So it's not the coach, and it's not the same exact players either, because the players have uh, changed here and there all as well. So it's not the same roster either. It's just for some reason it's just not working for these guys. I don't know what it is. It's just not working. But yeah, the Golden Knights, man, they swept the Kings. They swept. Well, how about that? We talked about what, that in our last yeah, episode. I, I watched that series. It was tremendous, man. Every game was, was I think, one, you know, two to one overtimes. Tremendous goaltending by both goalies. And this Andre Fleury, I've never seen him play as well as, he, as he's playing right now. He never played this great when he was with the Penguins. 
you know, he's on, he's being unreal. He's on fire. But uh, props up to the Golden Knights, first expansion team ever to, um, I, I think, win a win around in the in the inaugural season. Well, I mean, and they've done it. They swept, and that's unbelievable. You know, uh, just hats off to these guys. They, they've, you know, during the regular season, I'm like, oh, it's a fluke. Oh, it's a fluke. Every time I hear they won, I'm like, oh, other teams are not taking them seriously. You know, they're expansion team. They're probably looking past them. They're saying, yeah, oh, Las Vegas, let's go. Let's go to the casinos. Let's go party and stuff like that. Uh, let's go experiment Rhino. Um, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, I think that these guys, you know, prove that they know what they're doing. They have a solid, solid squad. They got Flurry as goalkeeper, and um, he's been, like you said, playing lights out. And lights because out. of, and because of that, these guys have gone on as far as they have. And I give them. Uh, I think they should be the odds-on favorites for the uh, Western Conference. No. Well, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. You got the Predators. You know, they're very good. And you got San Jose, who are about to sweep the Ducks. You know, they're up 3 nothing. And, by the way, the Devils are losing right now. 2-1. to one. Yeah, they're empty net. Now it's 3-1, so this game is over. So Penguins 5 nothing. To one. Penguins 5 nothing over the Flyers, so they're up three games to one on that one. Really, exactly, exactly. The Winnipeg Jets are pretty good, too, in the Western Conference, by the way. Yeah, they are. 3-1. They're very good. So the West is stacked. So um, the West is stacked. The East, you got Penguins. You got Tampa Bay. Those are the two teams that have a shot coming out of the East. What's up with the Western conferences in both the NBA and the NHL? Those teams are stacked. I mean, those teams are like that. Those conferences, like you get a five, you you get like twenty games over five hundred. You're you're probably going to miss the playoffs. You know? Yeah, basically. Because all the other teams are twenty-one to twenty-two games over. You know, you're fighting. You know, whereas in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, the Eastern Conference was a little bit tighter, you, you know, um, but at the same time, it, it's, it doesn't compare to the Western Conference. It really doesn't. I don't know how that works. That's crazy. You know, that is kind of weird. It's, I, just, I guess it just happened that way. But tell me, why are there so many days off in uh, basketball during the playoffs? Now, in hockey, they play every other day. Yeah, fucking pussies. I have no idea. Like, uh, honestly, I, I really don't have a, a – you know, I think Silver said because these guys have to travel. And But let me just say travel. something. Look how physical I, hockey is, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was about to say basketball is pretty physical with the jumping. It, and it, It's not as nearly as physical as it used to be, you know, back in the 80s, 90s and even earlier, you know. Um, contact sport, you know. It's not – yeah, I mean, but it is. I mean, if you've seen some of these uh, games. Yeah, you, elbows, but, you know, you're – you know, hockey players are tough as nails. Oh, no, they are tough as nails. Yeah, I, I guess ice preserves them or something. I don't know. I have, I can't tell you. You know, well, that right there is our sun signal. That that's it for this topic. Um, let's go and move on to the Baseball? next one. Baseball. How about the Mets? Oh, how about the Mets? What's got What's going on, Jesus? Well, thank God. Thank God. I'm a little bit calm right now. Right now because the Mets just won today, so they didn't get swept. Uh, they were losing this game, most of the game, until the eighth inning they came back and uh, they put a barrage of nine runs in the eighth inning. Cespedes finally came through. That guy's been striking out like three times a game. I think he's almost has 30 strikeouts already, uh, and it's only not even 20 games yet. So, um, But thank God they came and won that. But on Monday night, game one, Jacob DeGrom, 
is lights out, pitch, pitching lights out. They're well, six, I... Yeah, they're up 6-1, to one, right? And uh, DeGrom gets into a little bit of trouble. And Mickey Callaway, he has a hook, man. He just loves going through that fucking tank. Every chance he gets. I mean, you know, enough with his computers. Enough with his matchups. If he, if Jacob DeGrom is an elite guy, well, he has to prove it. Keep him in, in the eighth inning, save your pen, and let him get out of it. He didn't give him the opportunity to do that. He pulled him out, and he pulled him out facing Howie Kendrick, who he struck out three times that night. Three times he struck him out. Okay? Mm. He brings in Lugo to get Kendricks. He walks him. Okay, who's behind Kendricks? Harper. Okay, so now he's bringing a lefty in. So you brought Lugo in for one batter. Why didn't you let Jacob DeGrom face him when he struck him out three times already? So you wasted Lugo for one guy. And then you bring in your lefty to face Harper, and Harper had to face his. A good hitting. He cracked his bat, broke his bat. He got the hit. But I just, I just didn't get that. He brought in five relievers to get two out. You know, a lot of times this whole sabermetrics bullshit is is exactly what it is. It's bullshit, but at the same time, you know, it does work. It it, it does help make decisions and everything like that. It's part of you know, and, it, and with every decision, every decision has a probability of success, and on the flip side of it, a probability of loss. So, um, well, well, for you know, Jacob Degrom, it's not like he had 120 pitches. He had 103 pitches. Yeah, I know, but but see, here's what I would say to that. Um, I, I would agree with you on, you know, the part and where he, they should have let him three times. three times game the golden sombrero. Um, yeah. So if that's the case, you go with the hot hand regardless. There were times when, you know, like Max Scherzer, uh, and people who are throwing no hitters, they're in the hundred plus count, and they let him still pitch because hey, you're throwing a no hitter. We're gonna we want you to preserve that. Now, right. not to say Jacob Degrom was throwing a no hitter or anything of that sort, but he was sailing. He was sailing. He was sailing. But yeah. he was sailing along, and you know, there comes a time, and I think it has a lot to yeah, do with the hitting. Mets. It has a lot to do with the Mets being guarded about the past. Like, you know, overusing their pitchers, getting them injured. And, I mean, look what happened to Harvey's career. Look at what's happened to, uh, what's his face, uh, Thor. What happened yeah, to Thor? Yeah, Syndergaard. Well, he was Syndergaard, he got hurt. He was a workout last year trying to build up muscle, and that's why. He, it, he should not be building a muscle. He really yeah, he shouldn't should not be building. Yeah, I mean, he's a pitcher. He's been watching his ass. Yeah, right. He, I mean, there are certain guys who are power pitchers like Nolan Ryan and Roger Clemens and yeah, he never all that. Right? Well, I know well, Nolan Ryan never did. Nolan Ryan never did. He was just Texas strong. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with Roger Clemens and, uh, I mean, even if you want to look at some big dudes like Bartolo Colon, I mean, you see him when, yeah, the guy is large and in charge. I don't think he, the only things he's been curling has been 16-ounce curls, you know? <laughs> right. I don't think he's curled a single weight in his 40, life, you know? 45 years old, right? Somebody, you know, the pitchers around the league should learn how to pitch by looking at this guy. The guy's 45 years old. He has one freaking pitch, a fastball, right? That's it. But how's he getting people out? Location. Location. Location, location. location. Well, let's, speaking of strikeouts, Stanton. How about Giancarlo Stanton? Like, I mean, the guy, I'm going to tell you right now, and I agree with Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is like the league is going to pay for Stanton's m- misery right now because he is going to come back on a torrid pace. I've always believed in you have statistics. 
what's on the back of your baseball card, you know what's going to happen? You're going to end up being that on your baseball card. You're going to revert back to the mean, to the average. So if you're averaging 300 a year, you're going to be very close to that. And if you've done that for a few years and you're still in the prime of your career, you're going to get back to that. So everything that Sam's going through, by the way, he's in New York City where in April, mid-April, it's snowing and it's postponing games, you know? Right, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you Coming from Miami, tropical let me, Miami. Let me give you the flip side of that, okay? He's a power hitter. All power hitters go through streaks. They're going to go through a month of not hitting shit and striking out every day. And then they're going to hit 15 home runs a month. This is what they do. Yeah. They're just a right. breeze. Yeah. So, I, you should, this, is what, this is what they should be expecting. And I don't know why they're booing the guy. You're winning 9 nothing the other night. Why are you booing him for? He's 9 nothing. He pops up on a bases loaded. So, you know, I, hey, listen, game? I'm an, uh, hey, I grew up in New York, and honestly, you know, if you're not performing, we're going to boo the shit out of you, okay? We are. It's a game, bro. I, I, I get that, but I wouldn't boo him. I, I'm not saying I would boo him at that time, but right. I understand the mentality. You bought in this guy. You pay him so much money, and then – on the other end, you're paying a guy $750,000 a year in <laughs> uh, Aaron Judge. I mean, again, it's a rookie contract, all that. And he's having he's he's having a, cr- a great year so far, absolutely great year. His strikeouts are down, his walks are up, his home runs. I mean, he's the first one, the youngest guy to 50 home runs or, yeah. you know, so. Well, whatever it is, yeah. Is, yeah. But 60, but, you know, you, you look at that and, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to say, like, all right, so. What's happening here? You're forgetting Stanton is on a new team, new chemistry, new town, new weather patterns. I mean, this ain't Florida anymore, Toto. This is, you know, the 30-degree weather every day right. almost it in happened, April, you know? It happened with Tino Martinez. It happened with David Giambi. It happened to a ton of new uh, guys coming in uh, to New York. He's not, you know, so they've seen it before. They know it takes, it takes them a while to get adjusted. That's why I don't get the mentality of booing a guy, it's just going to make it worse, more pressure on the guy. It might, may not, it may not, but I don't see how he, how he could help. Well, listen, our buzzer had sounded a while back, so we need to move on. Uh, we're looking at the NFL, and, you know, the first person that comes to mind when I think about the NFL right now is Des Bryant and player loyalty. What do you think about that whole situation? There is no player loyalty in sports, and especially football. It's the cutthroat business. Uh, these four or five-year uh, deals that you see the numbers, $85 million, bullshit. They could cut you after a year or two years. You know, you're not guaranteed that money. So I'm all for the players to maximizing their money however they can make it. Because in football, you know, man, any play, your career is done. And then what do you oh, do? Oh, it's done. Any given, any given play, you know, a snap. And, I mean, you could be a kicker like Martin Gramatica. You could blow out your fucking knee. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating. Celebrating, yeah. <laughs> that was a funny kick. That was so funny. He's, like, jumping up and down. And next thing you know, he's like, oh, oh, I hurt. <laughs> mommy, mommy. <laughs> but you uh, tell me how you feel. Well, here, look, when LeBron, uh, I could give you LeBron James now. I could give you an example. Uh, both of us are huge Jets fans, New York Jets. Yeah. 
Darrell Rivas, when he was pulling all his holdouts and I want more money and I'm not going to come to you were, camp. You were and pissed off at him. I was like, just fucking play the game, man. This game, you know, you're playing a game that, every, you know, is the most popular sport in America. And I was uh, inside. If you remember, uh, I, I, I do remember. I do remember. I'm like, come on, you'll get paid. Just let your performance. But, you know, come to think of it, he was doing it because he was smart. He was doing the Maybe. business end of things. He was trying to cash in. He has a short shelf life. Uh, you know, NFL players average like three and a half years of shelf life, especially running backs and all. Especially running backs, yes. Yeah. Especially running back Guys who are more uh, prone to hits, yeah. um, increased hits. Because of the, all the touches they get. And, I mean, a lot of them touches 20, 25 times a game. Now it's running back by committee, so it's reduced. But, anyway, um, back back to Darrell Rivas. So, when he was, you know, doing the holdout and doing, you know, all the shenanigans that he was pulling that I thought were shenanigans, you know, he was maximizing his time in the NFL because when he loses that step and then the young buck comes in, and that young buck that performs almost as well, but gets paid, you know, half as much. You're going to go with the young buck as the owner of the team. You're going to let Darrell Reeves walk. So he was trying the to business. catch the business. the business, and that's what it comes down to. So I get it. With Des Bryant, though, I I see the business end of it. He hasn't produced the numbers that he should have produced. Yes, He's Romo wasn't up. there. What? He's washed up. He's washed up, and I think you know he didn't produce much at all. He had. Cole Beasley at Ter- Terrence Williams, those guys, I think, you know, they started stepping up. Um, I-, I-, I just believe that with, given the circumstances um, and the money that they owe him, I think they did the right thing by cutting him to save themselves some money, and they're able to possibly go and sign a young guy at less price who would produce just as much. No because, doubt about it. No because, doubt about it. because what he's produced was not much at all. Um, I don't, no doubt about it. That was an easy decision. It was. Um, but, you know, speaking of getting young bucks and drafting and everything, what do you think about the upcoming NFL draft? We, we'll talk about that more in our next episode, but uh, I got to say these mock drafts, I've changed yeah. my mind. Like, uh, I, 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 yeah, I hate them. I really do. Like, they, they make a mockery out of uh, themselves. Like, I mean, who's this Mel Kuyper fucking junior or Todd McShay? Like, what do they know? I mean, I, I just need a computer, and I could go and scout and look up people and, you know, watch some college football games and come up with a draft list. But, you know, if you think about this, and let's talk about this. If I were, yeah. you and I were, and I think this is how it started, and you can't avoid having a mock draft. Like you're saying, all right, Cleveland's going number one. Who would, who do you think they're going to take? Let me ask you that. Who do you think they're going to take? Who I think they're going to take? Yeah. I think they're going to take Donald. Okay, so then I think uh, number two, Giants. I think uh, if Donald is going to be taken, I think they take uh, Saquon Barkley. I, I think that's – so who do you think will go number three? So I, so you get what I'm trying to say? Exactly. Uh, you it's go back. And, yeah. It's a guessing game. But people that give you different answers. Why would you fucking publish this though? Like, I mean, just <laughs> tell me, just tell me my needs. Uh, all right, so team number one, Cleveland has these needs. They're great on the O line, but they have they have good running backs now. They have two solid running backs. But so we'll, we'll give me, you know, they need a quarterback or they need secondary help. They need help on the defensive line. Something like that. And then tell me what the top guys are at those positions. And, you know, I mean, I guess it's fun. People love to have their head in the clouds and everything. Well, that's a buzzer again. But they have their head in the clouds, and they want to 
think about they want to do this, they want to do that, they should pick this guy, they should pick that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and it keeps changing. It keeps changing. Now we're like a mock draft seven point four or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. There's a new one out again, and there'll be another one out in a couple more days. Yeah, and there'll be another one out like right before, yeah, the, right draft. before the draft. So, I mean, and trades happen, and these guys, its a, I think the GMs are using these guys, Mel Kuyper and all that, as palms to get out information. They're using the media to conspire to to say, oh, we're going to get this guy. Oh, yeah, what are you going to get? Like, That's throw people point. off and everything. So, point. you know, I would do that. I would use these guys as pawns all day. I'm like, you toolbox, you want to fucking talk about uh, <laughs> what I'm going to take? All right, here, I'll take you. I'll throw your bone here. This is who I'll take. You know, go fuck yourself. Um, but I don't know. That's how I look at it. But hey, that's uh, that. That was the conclusion. That uh, little buzzer that you heard earlier was the last of our topics yeah. and everything. It's been a great show, and I just want to remind you, anybody's listening out there, um, please. We're on Instagram, NC17 Sports. We're on Twitter, NC17 Sports. Our e- email address is ncsports at gmail dot com. Give us a shout-out. Give us some feedback. Let us know how you like this improved, what do you like to talk about, things like that. Um, we're always open to suggestions. We're starting out. We want to make sure that you guys are happy hearing what we have to offer. And, you know, until uh, next time. Yeah, it was a great conversation once again. As always, take care, everybody. Take care. And, again, here here's our thank you. Here's our outro. Um, again, Mike Live of FTO with My Mentality is. Enjoy. Peace. Peace. It's Mike Live. What up, though? Asheville, stand up. My mentality is crumpled the bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Because I made it. We're quarter through life. My mentality is crumpled the bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Because I made it. We're quarter through life. My mentality is crumpled the bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Because I made it. Live shit. I'm digging through the dumpster like a DJ with a crate Starving on us, wouldn't let this trash go to waste I'm underground like life, hidden in Mars mud uh-huh. This ancient art of rap, just collecting the stardust Change the town red, watch the White House fade to black God would shit a brick if he seen how the Masons act uh, I'm not a preacher's son that will recycle Bible quotes until Jesus come back Eventually, be the icebreaker if it's meant to be Give everybody glasses on board before they sit to see in one ear, run out the other. That's over your head like Doc coming out the mothership. Sell like six, similar crash like wait. Never say goodbye. I just wave back like hey. Blessed brethren, make sure of our time, otherwise we second guessing. God said, hit the cards, I do you. Now have fun on your journey to the I do you. I wanna touch a person's soul like I feel you and turn your life around. That's something that I will do. That live shit. My mentality is crumpled to bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Cause I made it. One quarter to life. My mentality is crumpled to bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Cause I made it. One quarter to life. My mentality is crumpled to bad. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Cause I made it. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. Cause I made it. We're quarter to life. Shit. Shit.